back to Clear Eyes, Full Hearts Plus Booze, the podcast. Hi. Hi. What were you distracted by? I don't know. I was like, what's the... Like, I always feel like I, like, do a funny high. And then I was like, what's my funny high going to be? And then I just got... I thought... Just a normal I overthought high. it. Yeah. Um, I am Mary. I'm Katie. And we are... Sitting, chilling. We're just, it's normal, like normal situation for recording an episode. Yeah. Nothing, nothing to see here. No, but we have a lot to talk about today. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot going on in this episode. Many characters, many storylines. Inter- many Weaving people. webs, umbrellas. Yeah. You should see this brainstorm <laughs> that we wrote. Katie, drew like a mind map. Is that what we called it in grade five? mind map yeah where you like start with like a thing and then you branch like stuff out. off yeah i like doing those yeah yeah didn't we like make them like cool looking and that was like an assignment yeah because we were creative geniuses and we mm-hmm. need an outlet yeah sounds about right yeah so this week we watched season four episode oh, yeah. four I think it's called like some sort of homecoming. Yeah, it's a sort of homecoming, which was it's a direct quote from the app. It's not usually. No, it was a unique situation. Mm-hmm. So um, um, the Netflix summary is homecoming at the newly reopened school prompts Coach Taylor to investigate East Dillon's history. Elsewhere, Tammy oh. feels <laughs> the wrath of the boosters. A two part Netflix summary, but also incorrect by saying it's a homecoming because it's not homecoming that prompts him to do some research. Yeah. He like makes it into a homecoming. But, you know, still better than it has been in the past. Also, like we don't have homecoming as like a concept in Canada, I don't think. At like some like hyper like sporty universities mm-hmm. kind of like at western i think they have a homecoming but we never had it in high school oh no definitely not no homecoming and like homecoming dance and like alumni of any sort maybe yeah. at like private schools where all the alumni are like give donations and shit oh but my god fucking uh, whatever <laughs> you know how i feel about private school yes i do um so we have Two major camps that we're going to talk about today. Like two Um, large umbrellas with mini umbrellas underneath. (laughs) Yes. With many Rihannas underneath each umbrella. Yeah, I wish. No, not a Rihanna to be found this episode. (laughs) And we're focusing on like toxic masculinity as well as... Just the ways that people like perform their masculinity i guess and yeah. like who to whom and why and to like what benefit right. i guess so we're gonna try to like tie everything back into that because i feel like it's displayed a lot in this episode i feel like you could do this with literally any ep like if you mm-hmm. broke down everybody's actions or motivations that would be it's a driving force this one there was just like some really easy examples yeah that we will talk about um so the first guy 
he's always the first guy. Yeah. And especially this season, he has a lot going on. So yeah. we're going to have like big chunks of time dedicated to him. Coach T. Coach T. For testosterone. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is a dad, a babysitter. Mm-hmm. He has a wife to love. He doesn't have time for anything, but yet he's doing everything. Yeah. I guess it's interesting because the Taylors are like what is bridging like East and West Dillon together. Yeah. So like we wouldn't really know what went on at West Dillon if it weren't for Tammy and the Taylors. Yeah. Like the show is about them. It's not about Mm -hmm. any kids or any kid in particular. Like they are the stars. Um. Like, the Lions are in the same situation they've been in forever. Last time, Vince and Luke had, like, a lot of tension. Mm-hmm. Um, which I thought maybe, like, great, they scored a touchdown. Like, some things are going well. Maybe they'll start working together. But they're I think it made it enemies. worse. <laughs> yeah, it made it worse. Wait, who scored the touchdown? Was it Vince? Yeah. Yeah, so that definitely didn't make Luke happy. They're still simmering. Tension simmering. Yeah, they're not working towards a common goal, which is, like, beyond annoying. Because it's just, like, get your shit together. Work as a team. Yeah, it's not about... I guess eventually they all learn that it's not about, like, you know, flexing individually. It's about working together. Um, So they are fighting in practice. Coach has to scold them sternly yeah he really hates it (laughs) he makes them run oh yeah so they're fighting in practice and then it like continues off the field to the locker room yeah where luke's wallet has mysteriously gone missing out of his locker Mm -hmm. um which is like pretty annoying like i would be really mad if someone stole my wallet but it's also funny because he's such an asshole he that it's funny to see him like mad yeah i think he needs to like learn a series of lessons kind of like that's gonna be that's like what he's gonna take away from this experience as a whole it's just like humility like a well-rounded person so yeah it's yeah funny. like you can't just think you're better than your teammates forever totally and like then, that's not a good attitude and that's like when and it's when coaches basically tell them like do you have the wallet does he have the wallet no 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 luke thinks that coach is going to immediately be on his side and yeah. be like vince give him the wallet back but he treats them as equals and makes them like run up and down the stairs for yeah. half an hour or until a wallet appears which made me laugh but a wallet didn't appear no um, which I like because it's showing Vince like that coach isn't favoriting Luke for any reason. Yeah. I was also showing Luke that like everyone on the team gets treated the same. Like you mm-hmm. don't have any pull with any one person in particular. Um, so they just but like, it also just serves to make them more mad. And also like <laughs> yeah. Vince hasn't been like told like, you're wrong for taking his wallet. So the like gag continues. But like it's still that whole like playing pranks on your teammate and stuff like is condoned like in yeah, football. I so guess. coaches probably just doesn't understand why they're fighting over it. If it's like he's probably just like, oh, run some fucking stairs, like mm-hmm. get out of my office. Yeah. But they get into like a real fist fight in the locker room, kind of. They get into a real fist fight later. Oh my god, so many fucking fights. I know. When so yeah, speaking of toxic masculinities, they're driving with the Panthers, 
Luke is driving with some of his Panther buddies, one of them being J.D. McCoy. He shouldn't be, like, allowed to hang out with them if he's on another football team. Like, he shouldn't want to. He should want to have friends on his own team. Like, it should be against the law for him to, like, ever hang out with the opposing team. JD should go to jail. It should be against law for JD to talk to anyone. Yeah, JD should go to jail immediately. JD has, like, the... And also the most horrible, like, one-liner of the whole episode. Yeah. So he says, oh, like, I didn't know East Dillon was a jail and you had to become someone's bitch or something yeah about how like vince is giving him a hard time about stealing his wallet Mm -hmm. so they see vince and they pull over the car and then i guess they all jump vince is that what happens it's pretty fucked up they like they come for him essentially and vince isn't really scared because they're all dummies yeah they look like losers and um jd's like one foot tall yeah and also jd has like his new hair this app it's like spiky gelled Uh which is not a good look. Not a cool look. Um. So, and Vince is just like, oh, like, you guys are blah, and just says something kind of funny, and then... Yeah, Luke, what does he say? Oh, yeah. He's well, like, you it's, guys- but also, it's very toxic, where he says, oh, you brought your boyfriend to so you get your wallet back. <laughs> um, And he's like, you guys, you just, like, don't know when to quit, or something like that. Basically, like, they just need to get along and stop... Everyone needs to stop trying to be the most manly person in the room. Like, yeah. who cares? Like, what are they even fighting about? What like, you're all 14-year-old boys. <laughs> like, just... Like, yeah, none of you are manly. Like, it's gross if you peel the it back. The most manly person is Stan. On that, we can oh, all yeah, agree. yeah, <laughs> true. It's gross when you, like, peel it back and you do, like, yeah. put it into the context of, like, teens... It's like, you know, when we even have the guts to do half this shit as like a sniveling, like loser teen. Well, it's just the football thing that when like, they were, you know, puffs them up. When they were driving in JD's car, it really reminded me of the time when they like smashed that like mm-hmm. rival guy's car in like season one or something. That was really bad. Um, So they get into like a real fist fight, like essentially two seconds into like actual punching each other in the head the cops come which either the cops were like two seconds away and saw it or it was just magical um but everyone runs away and vince and luke get arrested for fighting so they're at the jail and they have to call coach to come get them because <laughs> how many fucking times has coach been someone's one call in jail at it's, least three it's really weird like who do you think called like you think luke was like we have to call coach or vince was like we have to call coach i think the police at that point <laughs> We're like, was just call like coach yeah taylor. <laughs> we've seen this before call coach taylor don't even bother with their real parents because yeah he went for when reyes was in jail and mm-hmm. he went for buddy when buddy was in jail and i think smash when smash was in jail holy crap so much jail yeah there's a lot of jail um the cops are also very rude um and basically say like luke's fine he is free to go but vince is going to juvie like this is basically the last draw he's going yeah to so he al- already has some kind of record i guess um and coach doesn't really accept that because he knows that like they're good kids and they, they just... were they're both at fault 
Yeah, exactly. And it was just like a personal beef. It wasn't like anything to do with anything. Yeah. Um, so we assume there's some kind of deleted scene because the magic or like the plan that coach concocts to like spring them from jail is cut out and we just see them like, well, we see what he tells them to say, which is that because Luke was going to get off free, he says to Luke that he has to take the fall for everything. Yeah. And that Vince is just like, has been implicated. Yeah. Like accidentally, which I think is, you know, not only does it solve the problem, but it kind of teaches both of them a lesson that like teammates like work together and like, you know, make sacrifices. Yeah. Coach is like, if I have to drag my drunk ass to <laughs> yeah. this jail at midnight, I might as well have like a teachable moment mm-hmm. out of it. Well, and then he strands them in the middle of nowhere and forces them to work <laughs> together to get home. Has he done that before? Like, didn't he make Tim walk yeah. in the rain and stuff? It's like a classic coach team move. It's probably works well if you like take it in stride. Mm-hmm. If it were me, I'd be like calling my parents being like, I called coach Taylor cause like I thought he would help. And now I'm stranded in the middle of nowhere. I need my real parents. Yeah. I think, yeah, they have to work together to find their way home. And Luke <laughs> helps Vince cause Vince starts walking the wrong way. And then as a show of gratitude, Vince gives him back his wallet, <laughs> which is super funny. Um, it's also weird that he's just been carrying around his wallet yeah. for like days. Like, didn't it fall out when they were fighting on the ground? And like, wouldn't the cops have like taken it off of him and put it in those little boxes? Oh, yeah. But I guess if it was like Vince's. Oh, they probably gave it back to him. But wouldn't they be like, why do you have two wallets? Yeah. <laughs> Especially like. That seems, like, questionable. Like, local police departments are bad at their jobs. Luke doesn't have a wallet. (laughs) He has two wallets. And they're fighting about a stolen wallet. Like, seems like something the police should have been able to put together. But no. We know Dylan police is, like, incompetent. There's probably so many unsolved murders in Dylan. Yeah. Anyway. So, I guess they're on the path to friendship. Um, Hopefully, in the future, they won't react with like showboating and violence yeah like what's the point no point like you're on a team together like it or not you go to you go to east still and now luke you're a lion now um so we also see vince at a party oh yeah situation where uh okay so what happens so jess pulls a tyra oh my god (laughs) and she knows that landry has the car because he ran her over with it (laughs) um but like if that were like that's valid to be like yo you owe me a ride because you hit me with your car yeah you didn't give me a new bike yet so i need a ride so she asks landry to drive her to a party and landry seemingly has like learned from his mistakes and is like i don't know about that because there i used to be in a situation where people would ask me to do things and like girls would ask me to do things and you know it was a bad situation yeah and but then she's like no like you're invited to the party like it's fine (laughs) which is a smooth cover for her totally so he gets roped into driving jess and her friends to a party um any kind of like a Landry car scene is always funny. Like uh-huh. anything to do with like Landry driving someone anywhere is always a good 
time. Yeah. I feel like there's the perfect amount of Landry in this season. <laughs> um, so he picks them up. They make fun of his hair, his shirt, his band, and his band <laughs> within the first two seconds. Yeah, I love it. Um, also, do you think that like he ever told Devin that he murdered someone? No. And do you think like if he was like in a relationship with someone for like a long time and they, they were going to get married, he would be like, oh, like I killed a guy once. Do you think that would ever yeah leave his lips ever again yeah i think he would tell his future wife on the eve of their wedding (laughs) like like on the wedding night like oh and by the way yeah now that we're married i can let you know yeah yeah like i wonder if anyone in dylan knows that like they killed someone well, no one in east dylan oh true east dylan's a perfect cover Mm -hmm. it's like a clean slate for him well, he has new friends now, so yeah. it's great. Um, so they go to the party. Landry's having, like, the best time in this, like, town called Kilroy. Is it, like, a town or a neighborhood? Um, yeah, maybe, like, a suburb or something. Yeah, so we get the feeling that it's, like, he's a fish out of water. Mm-hmm. Because, like, even Devin's, like, making fun of him for, like, going to a party in Kilroy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Vince is there. And we learn Vince is wearing a cut off sleeve sweatshirt, which I guess must have been the style. That's what I said. I was I was telling Chris, like, these were a thing in yeah. 2009. Actually, I definitely tried on an American apparel cut off sleeve hoodie oh, in high school. Totally. Was it long or was it like normal length? Everything was long back in those days. Yeah. Yeah, those are definitely a thing because as if we see two people wearing yeah. different ones yeah, one episode apart. Um, so we learn that Jess and Vince have some kind of like history, history. and romantic there's, history. There's obvious tension between them. Mm-hmm. Um, Jess, I is, feel like he wronged her one hundred percent. And so he's like, "Oh, you like never think about me," and she's like, "You wish." So, and then she very clearly uses Landry to make him jealous. Yes. And says that Landry's her boyfriend. But also, Vince is acting like a fucking asshole. Yeah. He says, like, really horrible things to her. He's, like, encroaching on her personal space. And um, she she mentioned something about how he treated her. And he's like, well, I treat women the way that they, um, like, want to be treated or something. Mm -hmm. Which, like, he's framing it as like kind of like a smooth kind of greasy line that's like not cool right and she's obviously not down with it she doesn't but he's like thinking that she's gonna like fall for it or that there's gonna be some kind of like flirty conversation and she just shuts him down and is like no i have a boyfriend Mm -hmm. and then she's sexy dancing with landry landry's the but like while looking directly at events yeah landry very awkward like there's just something about him that girls can be like use this dude for any purpose yeah it's fine um so landry is leaving school and vince is like hey buddy so like are you well he's like vaguely threatening at first when he's like just told me that you're her boyfriend and landry is like no (laughs) like that that's crazy i don't know anything about that but then 
so then Vince relaxes and is like, okay, cool. Like, I see what's happening here. Take it easy. Right. So it's just kind of like he's like he's flexing to make like Landry feel uncomfortable. But then when he finds out that that Jess was lying. Yeah. He, he's not like mad at Landry or anything no. like that. He sees what's happening. But then Landry <laughs> gets the idea. Like it was never supposed to come back to Landry, basically. No. But Jess didn't plan for this. No. But then when after the pep rally, which we'll talk about in a second. Oh, yeah. She's cleaning up. Jess is cleaning up and Landry like corners her and is like, I guess he just like plants one on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I was like screaming. And then when she was kissing him back, I was like, hey, maybe it's fine. But I was like mostly screaming. Well, like it was like a pretty sexy kiss. Yeah. Like it was like dark and they were like bumping butts like trying to like clean up in the kitchen but and he was trying to be like smooth and like take control of the situation right because he was like so i guess like he's like so we're not dating right like was he trying to like convince her i think he was trying to be like we both want this white try to fight it like that kind of thing but i don't even think that she really likes him i think maybe she just likes that he likes her yeah so i I, like the old tale (laughs) like the old tale is all this time i feel like when he left that situation he was like yeah but also she was kind of like Okay, that was, like, a hot kiss. Like, maybe there is something here. Yeah, but he totally is, like, she's she wants yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> and she's, like, she's, like, looking around, like, she's like was weird. It's complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel like that's just so typical. Like, guys are all, it's either, like, black or white. And mm-hmm. things are, like, it's this or it's that. There's no other option. And yeah. everybody else in the world is, like, no, like, things can have multiple it facets to it. It can be two it. things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah they're so we leave them like will they won't they you know that kind of situation yeah all because it came back to landry (laughs) yeah yeah if vince had never told landry that she said they were dating she would have never yeah he and he would have never no it would have just been like he would have had like a weird crush on her and that mm-hmm. would have been the end because he's still trying to learn from his Tyra past. Yeah. Yeah. Things aren't going great for Landry. He's having a rough He should have just time. stuck with Jean. <laughs> yeah. He, you know what? He could have stuck with Jean. He could have, they could have grown together. He could have, you know, convinced her that her hairstyle wasn't great. Mm-mm, problematic. They could have like become woke together mm-hmm. and then, you know started like some kind of like zine or something in the school to promote equality yeah, she could have done his cover art for his band yeah like but no murder no, he would have jumped, happened he, no wait that was post-murder oh it was post-murder oh he probably told her about the murder like instantly and that made her want to date him faster Ew, yeah probably she's a creep <laughs> okay so that's where we leave landry and Jess and Vince, I yeah. believe. Everyone's penis was driving their brains. Yeah. Or something. Um, 
but Jess is really funny. Like, all her, like, line readings are just... She's just a funny girl. Yeah, and she's really smart, too. So it's mm-hmm. hard to, like, get one past her, you know? Yeah. Okay, so the team is going crazy, obviously. Kissing yeah. and fighting. <laughs> and they got one touchdown and, like, the whole world has changed, <laughs> basically. <laughs> so the morning after, I guess the Monday morning after the game. Yeah. Coach approaches Principal Levi and um, Levi kind of like pretends that he wasn't totally into it. (laughs) And he was like, great, you finish the game. Now what kind of thing? I was like, Levi, I know that you had fun. I saw you cheer. (laughs) But he like has to maintain a cool facade. So he's pretending not to be impressed by coaches. um, You know. Yeah. Like devastating loss. But still, you know, they finish the game. (laughs) So that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, so coach says, can we do a pep rally? And Levi says, does it cost zero dollars? And coach is like, yes. So he has the go ahead to do a pep rally. I don't know how a pep rally costs zero dollars. Like, I guess you can like, like, like worst case scenario, a pep rally could like be in the gym. True. And like, that's all it is, you know? And then, you know, yeah, I just don't have any streamers. Yeah. I was, yeah, I was thinking about streamers, um, yeah so coach now he has a new mission he's he like there's a mission for him every app in the corner of his eye he saw like a broke down sign that said state champs 1983 or something like that yeah so there was like an ominous reminder that this school has like a rich history mm-hmm. it's actually like pretty cool yeah so um it was a good it's good that he thought of it because like they're any other angle or spin would have been like hella boring and no one would have cared. Mm-hmm. But his plan is to like engage alumni from the state championship year to bring them to East Dillon to like get the community stoked and get yeah. like the kids stoked. Cause like these are dudes that like one time won a yeah. fucking football championship. The same team. So coaches like literally just cold calling yeah. people <laughs> like from well stan is stan and coach just like from the living room or dining yeah. room table cold calling uh, but people. they're also like like tammy says they're like not giving them any reason to want to participate they're just like will you come talk to these children and everyone's like mm. and tammy's like you need you have like, to give them food <laughs> she's like they need food <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i mean it's like we always say you have to give to get you know like you have to bring people together and offer, open your doors to them so that they want to help you. So Tammy basically coaches like, oh, so you're making dinner. And Tammy's like, Jesus Christ. She's like, yep, yep, I guess I, that that's, because she doesn't say that in any capacity. And she's like, yeah, I guess that is what I meant by uh, you need to feed them. Yeah, coach should learn how to cook. He should get like a fucking, like go to the barbecue place, just get like a tray of fucking ribs Mm -hmm. or some shit and that's all you have to do but no tammy cooked a fucking beautiful ass dinner (sighs) but pouring everybody drinks yeah like she like coach says later like she wears many hats and that's just like the coach's wife that's like she knows that's what she was getting into and that she knows that that's something that she can like bring to the table literally i hate that that's like a thing that always comes up again where it's like she knew what she was getting herself into being the coach's wife like well like yeah that's the societal is so bad yeah. 
Um, and then also coaches you in help with the dishes, which is like, <sighs> talk about toxic masculinity. Yeah, she and cooked this beautiful meal, rolls included. Totally. And you fall asleep on the couch, red wine drunk, like, oh my God. But then the second me? that your team is like, come help us, you jump off the couch and it's right. fine. It's just shitty. Like, I would have loved to see him doing dishes at the very at the least. least. At the very least. Yeah. Because not only that, but when he's having trouble, like, getting through to the team, she, you know, jumps in and it's that coach and Tammy teamwork of like, I just like know how passionate my husband is about football. Yeah. And she, they do the, you know, the tag team. Coach, like when they're talking to these alumni guys that come for dinner, coach like can't be delicate about mm-hmm. anything. He just like launches into like, we need like school spirit and like my yeah. team is shitty and like, he's yeah, still he in his core. He doesn't have that like booster mentality where mm-hmm. he can like grease he can't, the like, palms yeah. yeah he's just like very blunt like this is what we need to do which we know about him right and then yeah i my note was like tammy again saves the day mm-hmm. when she just like eases the blow of like what coach is trying to say but yeah. like forget them in any capacity because then buddy garrity comes yeah. through the door <laughs> and Honestly, I've never seen such a display of joy. I like screamed at the television. Yeah, I was laughing so hard. They're like, is that Buddy Garrity? And because when Buddy like comes in, coach is like kind of like, oh, oh God, because that's because he's like, this is not going well, but he's not going to make the situation better. But then the team is like, loses it. Is that Buddy Garrity? Do I know what? Y'all, this is Buddy Garrity. Buddy Garrity. Mo You gotta be kidding. Big Mo. Ain't nobody never hit harder than Buddy Garrity. I'll tell you that. Come here, Mo. Hey, Buddy. Damon Gash. Brother, good to see you. Honey, Buddy's here. Buddy's here. Every single alumni guy jumps to their feet. New Buddy from like his keys like or his like hand on the doorknob they yeah. were like is that buddy gary yeah do i smell buddy gary they all knew him from like and back they, in the day he yeah. knew everyone's name mm-hmm. like he is so because i guess good they probably this. played together totally and like they must have had like their circles must have crossed in like yeah. professional ways like after mm-hmm. like but also buddy's a really good like businessman and a good like people person so like yeah he may have even done some research before coming over he like knew everyone's name he knew everybody's business well, he obviously knew them from a long time ago because he was like, oh, you lost weight, stuff like that. Yeah, he just, like, has, like, that mm-hmm. knack for, like, you know, he's, yeah. like, a people pleaser. He just, like... Boosterism. Boosterism. Comes from the heart. <laughs> and then Coach and Tammy's reaction is so funny when they're, like, Buddy's here. Like, oh, can you believe it? Buddy's here. And it's, like, the fakest, most surprised, funny thing. Oh, my God. It's so, like, it's so good that... It- it worked out that way yeah because even when coach asked buddy originally like hey like you're good at this like come help me he had no clue that buddy yeah. could bring that kind of like action mm-hmm. so and i think it's an important step for buddy too because buddy thinks his heart is with the panthers but actually his heart is you know with football yeah just like he wants to see the underdog become the top dog and the juxtaposition of like when he was rolling with those other boosters and how everything was so like Mm -hmm. like stuffy and there was also like corrupt yeah and people like lived in fear of each Mm -hmm. other and there wasn't really like a good camaraderie and then 
him walking into their house and everybody being like, oh, good to see you again. Like that casual, like very like genuine conversation. Mm -hmm. That is what Buddy loves. Yeah. He likes to be part of the community. So because Buddy is good at everything, they kind of had the alumni on their side mm-hmm. for so this pep there's rally. there's still one tough nut left to crack, <laughs> which is Jess's dad, um, Ray. Mm-hmm. And he's the owner of the barbecue place. Also an alumni, but doesn't want to talk about it. Yeah. Hates it. Don't know why. Yeah. Um, so coach goes in to ask him to participate in the pep rally. And he, it makes me laugh because it's like the same situation that happened last time with Landry, where yes. Coach just goes in to like talk to him, but ends up with like a pound of, of brisket, brisket. <laughs> um, because he's just like such a businessman. He's yeah. like, what are you going to order? Mm-hmm. He doesn't want to like just hear these dummies come mm-hmm. into his place and like, you know, yeah. think that they know what they're talking about yeah. or whatever. He puts them to work. Yeah. So Jess, I think, convinces her dad to rent out the barbecue place for the pep rally. And it's like the most lit pep rally we've ever seen. There's a cool band. Yes, there's like an R and B band. Yeah, and like the, um, like the cheerleaders slash like dancers are way better than the Dylan cheerleaders that are like such nerds. Totally. And then the alumni like come in holding like the state trophy. Oh my god! It's like like so inspirational. The deacon's prayer. We ask you, Lord, what is a group of lions? It is a pride and we stand before you today Lord your pride we need pride in this world and what do we have here I said what do we have here I didn't make the connection between like lions and pride and then I was just like shook I was like that's beautiful like to yeah it's just i can't believe that like everything came together and it's Uh because like the community really like they rose to the occasion like everyone Uh was like didn't want to or thought it was dumb but then thought about like when they were in high school or thought about like their friends or Uh like their kids in jess's dad's case yeah and it was a good call on coach's part yeah. To think of that, to think of that as a way um, to, you know, incite the pride for totally. the Totally. Yeah. Like, what are, who are people in the community that, like, are like respected? Like leaders. Yeah. yeah. So that was great. Yeah. That like, was like a block party, essentially. Yeah. Great job to coach. Great job to Buddy. Great job, Tammy. Yeah. The trifecta. The <laughs> three... <laughs> best people (laughs) um yeah so that was great i liked that a lot the pep rally like the alumni pep rally like storyline was my favorite part Mm -hmm. for sure it was definitely like a journey yeah and it just seemed like real to me like that Mm -hmm. would happen in real life yeah so was into it and yeah it was also kind of like it wasn't as shiny and flashy it it's not anything unrealistic mm-hmm. it was clearly like you know like what with what resources they had they didn't get the whole team yeah but it like really went a long way in terms of you know making them excited about the new lions i'm fucking excited about me the too new lions. i can't wait until 
Like, don't they get to stay? Like, I think so. Like, that's this, crazy. This plants the seed, okay? Yeah, totally. Yeah, wow. Coach is a good coach. <laughs> yeah, he has some problems reigning in his masculinity, but sometimes it's fine. If he would just help out around the house a little bit, I don't think I would be as tough on him as I am. Yeah. That's, like, I think the only thing missing. The thing that doesn't have the same balance. But there's... No- there's no such thing as the perfect man i guess it's like that meme oh, it's like there's yeah. no such thing as the perfect m- and then it's like a picture of buddy carity <laughs> tweet it frankly <laughs> all right um okay can i go pee and then we'll do wine time yeah sure great drinking wine but with a with a twist katie and i are getting old mm-hmm. and our livers and They're bodies not, it's not thanking us anymore we can't be drinking a bottle of wine and every fortnight it's yeah i've just been noticing changes yeah, in listen, my physical not, and mental health as yeah, of late we're not as young as we used to be a our bodies ago. don't bounce back <laughs> like and I don't like exercise and I try not to do it. Yeah, dude. If I don't have to. So I just have to, you know, it's all checks and balances, right? Yeah. And if we can water down our wine. Well, then fucking why not? Okay. So we but are, I mean, that being said, we're still going to drink that whole bottle. Well, we have <laughs> research and planning and extracurricular yeah. activities. So, but for the sake of getting through this podcast with a clear mind mm-hmm. we are mixing gran fudo which is a rosé it says rosado on it which is cool <laughs> um with pc brand <laughs> grapefruit sparkling water it's good we are geniuses it's a wine spritzer i guess yeah i'm calling call it, it the slam and tammy great um yeah so i guess i took a sip of the wine just straight i'm gonna do that too it's pretty um tart it's really not a sweet rosé so if you're not into a sweet rosé look no further oh yeah it tastes like just white wine mm-hmm. um this was gifted to us by kamaria francis our like long suffering guest and friend um, oh, this is kind of like legit. I feel like you don't usually know about the kind of grapes that are in a rosé, but yeah, they say it says it on the back. For yeah, sure. it says it doesn't mean anything to me, but it really <laughs> seems like a legit wine. It's from Spain, um, and the font kind of reminds me of something a monk would drink, like Frangelico. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's that honestly, kind of. I'm only seeing Frodo, like the. And the font is like so the Lord font of the Rings. It's like the font that's on the One Ring. It's like Elvish. Yeah, it's so like I'm, the Cimmerillion. I'm literally <laughs> reading it as like Gandalf, Frodo, and that's like yeah. all I can see. Yeah. Um, Cam bought it for us because the name Grand Feudo. She was like, it's like a big fight. So like yeah, whoever's there was fighting this some big fights. Totally. So thanks, Cam. We are enjoying it. 
Um, so yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Our slammin' Tammy cocktails are ten out of ten. Uh, wallet thieveries. I don't know. Ten out of ten missing wallets. Nailed it. Great. Congratulations. Um. Okay. It's tasty. Yeah, this is great. The grapefruit like makes it taste like strawberries to me. But it says on the back that it's like strawberry colored. So maybe my brain's just associating that. No, there definitely is because strawberries are like sweet and sour. They definitely have because, a sour. I mean, well, yeah, I don't really get those strawberries from the farmer's market. Not in the budget. I'm buying those fucking pale ass, pretty much white strawberries from Metro when they're like two for five or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so while we drink this great drink, we're gonna talk about um, the manliest man in Dillon, Texas. Pretty much. Tim Regans. He's all over the map this ep. Yeah. He's doing crazy, like two extreme activities. <laughs> like the, I don't, yeah. Like he really, he's either like really well-rounded or just doesn't give a flying fuck and will just like participate in any activity. Yeah. I think he's just like still trying to find his place. True. Find so his he's kind of going around, going along with whatever comes his way. Testing the waters. So the first thing that comes his way is becky she's still there my fave not um (laughs) becky is doing weird pageants and her mom's a weird pageant mom who seemingly only loves her when she's doing well at pageants yeah like you i wouldn't ever like picture her mom as a pageant mom just based on like i can because she probably did pageants and then her life was ruined when she had a kid but and she's then not now like, she only loves her kid when she's living vicariously through becky doing pageants yeah, it makes perfect sense obviously to me. she's not the type of pageant mom that like it like is her whole life's about it because she right she doesn't like dedicate her whole mm-hmm. all her time and money to putting her kid in pageants her kid just like well maybe she used to when when becky was little and cute and becky would have been the cutest oh yeah and becky would have been winning those like little miss texas baby or whatever yeah um Um, but yeah now that she's a little bit older the competition is stiffer mm -hmm. for sure so becky gets in to this like miss texas pageant um her mom is super proud of her and super stoked and they make a date to go like dress shopping get dressed yeah dress shopping shoe shopping get a bite to eat sounds fucking fun if i'm being honest yeah do you want to do that let's do that (laughs) um yeah like either our plan of going drunk to ikea or drunk to the mall Mm. yeah i can't wait till the ikea opens up on the subway line that's a game changer um so Becky's all excited to go dress shopping until she comes home from school that day and finds out that her mom gave just left her like stacks of money on the table, but mm-hmm. a note saying that she got called into work or whatever. So apparently this is just another, you know, another incident in the same pattern. Yeah. Her mom does this a lot. 
I was kind of annoyed by it because I was like, oh, Becky, like you don't really have real problems. Like your mom doesn't have time for you because she's, you know, working like a crazy job to put food on the table. But then I remembered some of Becky's actual problems and I was like, okay, yeah, you're you have like some sad stuff happening to you. Yeah, like her home life is it's not, not great. great. And like that's if that's just another incident, then like clearly it's there's definitely damaging. Not, yeah. Yeah. So she's really upset and she's kind of like fishing for sympathy and mm-hmm. for Tim to sort of ask her what's wrong. Yeah. When she comes and asks for his truck and she's like crying and whatever. And he bites and is like, are you OK? Yeah. <laughs> And then he gets roped into dress shopping with her. Which, at first, everyone's having a bad time. She's going through the racks like, going like, ugh, not good, ugh, ugly, like, ugh, this is horrible, like, why do we even do this? It's like, you can go shopping when you're in that kind of mood. No. You have to be in a great mood. You have to be mood. feeling your best, <sighs> yeah, and you have, you to, have be... to have your hair and makeup done. Oh, and you have to be ovulating. You can't be anywhere near your period. <laughs> you have to be ovulating so that you feel like uh-huh. hot uh-huh. and you're feeling yourself like 110%. Yep. And you're hydrated. Mm-hmm. You're not hungover. You're not hungry. No way. Nope. You ate like a protein rich mm-hmm. breakfast. You're wearing comfortable shoes. The mall isn't, you're not feeling too hot. No. No. You, winter, when you have your winter coat, leave it in the car. Just brave the short walk from the car to the mall. Yeah, because you can't be too hot. There can't be like my number one problem when I go to a store is when they're playing like like Latin music, and because it's so like energetic, and like, like I'm already so hot, and I'm just like so overwhelmed. <laughs> you're frantically like yeah. you're moving twice as fast as you need to. I need that top forty grocery store music. I need to hear heaven by brian adams basically yeah. yeah like you just need like some jewel some carrie underwood like just something some man i feel like a woman easy listening um and then you have to decide if it's gonna if you're gonna be by yourself or with someone because sometimes with another person that can, can add, add an element of stress i like to double back personally oh, totally so if you're not with someone who wants to do that or if you're with someone who like forces you to decide whether they're going to buy something that's stressful totally because you're also worried about yourself yeah so you have to either be with someone who's like there for you 110 percent they're just like your support or someone whose like habits are similar to yours and it's easy going enough for like you to do what they want and they're going to do what you want and sort of like trade off yeah you have to put a lot of thought into especially if you have to buy like pants or a thing (laughs) to spit out my wine thinking about (laughs) or an outfit for a specific occasion or like when you're like this is what i'm picturing in my head and based on what's in the stores it should be really it easy should to be find, here but it's not they don't make it and you go to every single store only to discover that it was at h&m the whole yeah. time that was the first place you fucking looked mm-hmm. okay so shopping is fraught <laughs> with difficulty right so she's becky's spiraling a little bit because mm-hmm. she doesn't want to be here she's just panicking Tim is not helping her in any way she perform at first because he's just standing in the middle of the dress store, keeled over with his hands in his pockets. Yeah. I've never seen someone stand like that in a public place. He wants to disappear and he wants the earth to swallow him up. Totally. So he's um, 
showing her with his body language mm-hmm. how he feels about being in that store, which is adding to her stress level, no doubt. So then he, she's like, let's just go. This was a stupid idea. Like, my mom's stupid, blah, blah, blah. He realizes it's important to her. Mm-hmm. He like, they, And he's like, it's not about all the dresses being ugly. That's not why she's upset. She's upset because her mom abandoned her. So he's <laughs> like, if I can just put a smile on her face... Maybe this all can be rectified. Yeah, we can salvage the afternoon. He's also a little bit pissed that they drove all of the way to the dress store and she wants to fucking leave. Probably. Right? Um, so Tim is like, makes her laugh with a dumb story, but like when I was a pageant <laughs> child, my mom didn't let me yeah. buy a dress or whatever. He's he a sweetie. He literally could have told her a story about his, both of his parents abandoned him yeah. to be, to show like real solidarity but he's not there in in his emotional journey no but he he also probably sees him in her like in that moment where Mm -hmm. like she has no parents and she's fending for herself tim is literally has been doing that his whole life and i think this is also a really good example of them of him being like a good friend to her and like a good buddy and there's no sexual tension between them they're really just kind of like well, she obviously she still has a him. crush on him, but he's not doing anything to like. Definitely not, and he ne- he's always like thwarted it when it's come yeah. his way. And him making her feel better isn't like a flirting tactic. Right. Yeah, it's really just like, how can I be a friend to mm-hmm. this teenage, this crazy teenage girl? Yeah, and I think he's had enough experience with like Lila and Tyra. That he can like, okay, what did I do in those moments to make but yeah, everybody not, calm down? It's not like cloudy to him because he doesn't feel any romantic way towards her. Yeah. So the situation doesn't read as like, oh, like a stepping stone on their like their, right. their journey together or whatever. But they like collect themselves and they finish dress shopping. Mm-hmm. He says they're going to start with the wheels. <laughs> yeah, he's cute. Yeah, he puts it. He puts it into like the context of like working on a car, yeah. and then he can like do Wiggins anything. Rigs. Yeah, we're just gonna start with the wheels. Um, so he steps out of his comfort zone. Probably, he's dress shopping with good intentions. Yeah, and like, yeah, at first he's, you know, uncomfortable. Yeah. He's like, this is not my scene. But then he managed to like toss aside that veil of like masculinity i yeah, think and totally. then he's able to like you know take any of that weird baggage out of it and he's like this person is like in trouble how do i help them yeah so i think good for him totally but then he goes on to do the most toxic of masculine activities you could possibly do hunting yeah <laughs> and yeah i'm with Julie, Julie on this hunting situation. Um, M- Matt invites himself on Tim's hunting trip because Billy can't go because Mindy is pregnant. Okay, so two things. First of all, it's really funny how Mindy acts when Tim just assumes that Billy can go on a hunting trip. And I really like see myself in her. If I ever become pregnant, I will be a raging bitch as well. You and have be like, to be. You can't do something fun. Well, I'm like in physical discomfort at all times. You, your fucking sperm yeah. put a baby in my this body. This is why we're in this situation. And you can't just 
do whatever the hell you want and billy knows that no billy is really good about it the yeah. thing is that he didn't tell mindy that this was like tim's mm-hmm. like plan to go hunting because he's just assumed he'd shake him off and it would yeah. be fine but tim busts through the door with like guns in the <laughs> air yeah, guns ablazing and mindy's like you can't bring fucking guns in my house and tim's like they're probably not loaded calm down <laughs> <laughs> So Billy's out. He's not going hunting. I also noticed that Billy was wearing a landing strip tee. Just supporting his lady. It reminded me of when Tammy wears panther tees. Listen, you have to be so a team. Again, through and through. Billy is the best. <laughs> In Billy every way. and Buddy. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no such thing material. as the perfect <laughs> picture of Billy. So Tim's just going to go hunting by himself, but Matt is going through some personal crises. So he invites himself. Yeah. My other thing is how in the hell did Tim not know that Matt was still in town? I, yeah, they run into each other for the first time at the pizza place. Also has, this is the first time Tim's ordered pizza since he's been back from school. That's crazy. I know. Um, yeah, so they, they find each other. Oh, you're still here? Oh, you didn't go to school? Oh, neither did I. Great, Great, cool. let's go hunting. Let's go hunting. So we find out later through an argument with Julie that the reason Matt wants to go hunting is because he feels like he's getting left behind because Julie's applying to colleges like on the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and he is like, well, she's leaving. He, he knew that she would leave, but it's kind of like becoming it's a real pill to, him. to swallow and he's like if i'm going to be in dylan for the rest of my life i might as well do the things that dylan residents do like yeah. i might as well try start trying to fit in if this is where i'm going to be for the rest of my life he's like embracing being a townie yeah so but julie fucking hates hunting obviously because she's like a vegetarian animal rights activist yeah and so she he like casually is like i'm going hunting and then she freaks out. Yeah. Which I guess is good. insert the clip. So you're just gonna go shoot some poor defenseless animals for the hell of it. Uh Yeah, well to eat. You are so maybe. much better than that. Why would you stoop to that level? No, I'm not. I'm not better than that. It's disgusting. Whoa, hold on. Yeah, we um, just have to. So Julie is like being my fave <laughs> this episode. <laughs> well, there's the, you know, screed against hunting, which we're all you know, there's a time and a place. I don't need to go into the politics of hunting, but like, yeah, I don't think Tim and Matt should be hunting. No, they, them, those two dudes as white dudes, young dudes, yeah, hunting. No, canceled. And like, yeah, no. I mean, I guess it's good that they're going to eat it. This is the only positive. Yeah. Like, we'll have a whole... Don't worry, guys. Yeah. Our next podcast is going to be all about hunting, so we'll get into <laughs> it then. It's good. We don't even... There's so many things you need to talk about. I don't know how we're all going to put it under an umbrella of a podcast. But just so we're clear, this hunting not, not doesn't endorsed. fly with us. Other Great. hunting... We'll talk. We'll Whatever. talk about it. Um, <laughs> so... But then also Julie is um, being a sweetie when she goes with Devin yeah. to, to a gay, gay place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a gay place outside um, of Steers. Dylan. Great name. Totally. Great name for a Texas gay bar. I want to go. 
Well, I went to a night called Steers and Queers in Toronto. Perfect. Which was like the funnest time. It was the night of a thousand dollies. Aw. <laughs> and so everyone there was dressed like Dolly Parton. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. Anyway, <laughs> um, hopefully they have a night like that at Steers in Dillon. But basically, Devin, I mean, she can't ask Landry. No, Landry would be the worst person the to bring worst with you. Worst person. He would think that every guy was hitting on him, and he would try to hit on, on the every lesbians. girl. Or he yeah. would see two girls and be like, "Oh, so you guys are lesbians?" Like he would, yeah. Literally like how be about like a threesome? That. Yeah. Like, yeah. are you sure I couldn't change? Yeah. It? There's room for me. Yeah. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Oh God, I hate him so much. Um, Julie did piss me off for like half a second when she like got actually legitimately mad at Devin for saying that she wasn't her type. Yeah, like I was what I took away from that was like this is such a 2009 conversation yeah, to have <laughs> totally. with like your friend, your one friend who's mm-hmm. gay, especially like you're a girl and you have a friend who's a girl who's gay, like yeah. you go through that conversation when you're young and dumb and then and then but it's, then it's fine. Then it's done. Yeah. And they go to the place and um and it's like, like Devin like hooks up in like 3 seconds. Bangs, like good for her. Bangs, fine bangs. Like dude. ribbon in the hair. Basically, me in grade 10. <laughs> Could have done well. Yeah. At steers. Yeah. Could have picked up. Um, but then Julie also sees Stan, the assistant coach from the Lions. Looking hot. He is having, he's living his best life, yeah. okay? Like with a rolled up sleeve shirt. He's swole too. Yeah. Totally. He's really, he's a beefcake. <laughs> So Julie is like supportive of every yeah, like queer Julie's person. An ally. <laughs> um so she like waves at him and he acts like super weird and leaves immediately, which sucks. Yeah, Julie had no reaction yeah. to seeing him there. She, she just, just waved. like, oh hey. That's just like yeah, I think it's like the younger generation. Like they're everything's yeah, whatever. Like, nothing shocks no. kids, dude. No. It's like what <clears throat> older people put on them that yeah, makes that them act informs crazy. Them, yeah. Um, so, but also Julie, like, tells Devin some of her, like, kind of issues that she, yeah, it's really funny that, like, her voice, like, fades out. She's, like, ranting about her and Matt, and then Devin just, like, looks away. Yeah. At, like, some cute girl. Makes eye contact. Um, so, like, the truth is sort of coming out in terms of, like, Matt and Julie in terms of, Mm -hmm. like, because they got into a fight. Julie recognizes that they're getting these little fights now. Yeah. She's trying to go to school. She doesn't know what Matt's life's going to be. It's all sort of coming to the surface. So when Matt and Tim are hunting, Mm -hmm. they... So also, Tim takes Matt's gun away in the first five seconds of hunting. It's confiscated. Another reason why this type of hunting I don't endorse, because it's just kind of like... Doesn't even know what the fuck they're doing. Exactly. Um, but and then, but that being said, they have to do this hyper masculine activity in order to do what they actually want to do, which is sit by a fire at a beautiful lake and talk and talk about their feelings. Like, just do that. Like, just do that and don't do the killing animal part. No, like Katie and I would never be like, oh, so do you want to go kill animals? Like, instead of just sit on a couch and drink wine. Yeah, like. Yeah, men have a lot to learn. But yeah, if that's what they want to do, which it clearly was, and that's probably what Tim wants to do with Billy. Yes, because like Tim's just like trying to find his place in the world. Mm-hmm. So basically, 
yeah and you hear all this stuff about like hunting trips i mean hello look at brokeback mountain wasn't mm. that a hunting trip it thing? was a fishing trip and same thing when michelle williams checked that fucking tackle box we all know what yeah. happened so but matt i think like and then officially once and for all the truth comes out that matt stayed in yeah. dylan for julie yeah he starts it off like oh i you know took care of my grandma like i'm working with this artist but then it's the underlying thing was julie but but then that's not fair of matt no like then be mad at julie when he had like the guise of it being the grandma the one thing that that like he saves face on is that he cops to everything that he recognizes that in himself he's like he's like i'm resenting her but there's no reason for me to resent her Mm -hmm. because i never even told her in the first place that why i stayed was for her and it really seems at the end that he's gonna go try to make things right because he's gonna he realized that and it looks like he's gonna you know apologize and be like this isn't what i want out of our relationship i want to make things right yeah um, unfortunately oh, I don't think Friday Night Lights has ever ended on a cliffhanger like this no this is next level shit it's like almost a two-parter kind because, of yeah like there are like reverberations where Matt said that like he used to go hunting with his dad as a kid like there are kind of like there's like some things yeah like, there's threads leading up to it mm-hmm. so Hunting was a success. He Tim drops Matt off at Julie's house. But just before that, we see Grandma and Shelby. Shelby's back. Yeah. Um, they're being cute and getting along. Yeah, half and half cream. Yeah. Grandma remembers how Shelby takes her coffee. That's great. Like, that just shows that Matt's staying was good for Grandma. Yeah. It, that Grandma remembers how Shelby took her coffee. Yeah. If she was, like, out of her house, mm-hmm. it, her memory wouldn't be the same, probably. Yeah. Um, and then the, there's a knock at the door, and, like, the army is there. <laughs> I don't know how to, like, describe it. Like, the there's Generals? dudes from the army. Yeah. They're, they're in, like, yeah, regalia. Yeah. Which people recognize immediately you know what that means um, um and then you like see like shelby looking shocked and grandma just absolutely losing her fucking so mind it's like presented in that way where like the, we don't hear like the, the music swells yeah. but, and then we, everything's like slow motion and we know what's like, we happening know. we get it it's like that scene in californication where he has to tell karen oh, that he yeah. like slept with mia yeah we know what's going on um and it sucks because then there's like dramatic irony where matt gets dropped off and like you think you kind of think he's going home but then yeah you see yeah you don't know where he's being dropped off until you see the door and you're like oh not his house and then julie opens the door and she's she's the one that has to tell matt that his dad was killed in the war yeah and he there's no reaction from him because it's just like total shock and he doesn't know what's going on but everyone else has had like a little more time to absorb the information Mm -hmm. so julie's like visibly upset and crying yeah um and like next episode is fucked i know i was like should we have done this one as a two-parter but we couldn't no next episode is so fucked up it's like the like renowned as like the best friday night lights episode oh totally yeah 
the acting is like next Matt, level. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Well, stay tuned. <laughs> is that? I think that's all we have to say. Yeah, that's it. We went through our web of masculinity. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, bye. It's been great. Mm, let's drink the rest of this wine. Okay. So let's go to the pool. We're gonna go to the pool. While we go to the pool, please follow us on all of our social media. You know it at Clear Eyes Pod. Um, please rate and review on iTunes. We're trying to do a mini sewed. Mm-hmm. It's harder than you might think. I know we say this all the time. It really um, is harder than you might think. Yeah, it's like it's hard. It's just yeah, it's hard to find the time. It's an extra recording day mm-hmm. thrown into like the normal rotation. But yeah, once a month or something, once every two months. Yeah. So rate and review. Fiscal quarter. If you listened to this once every fiscal quarter, we've been at our jobs too long. (laughs) Rate and review. Tell your friends about this podcast. Tell one friend who you know loves the show. We're like looking for some like new blood blood now that we're in like East Dillon. Yeah. We've had a rebirth. Mm hmm. Um, Yeah. Follow us. Rate and review. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.